0: Welcome to the Ageless Wonders Podcast, where we explore the dynamic fusion of aging well, vitality, balanced living, and pop culture. We are your hosts, Todd Gimbel and Joan Yeh Lott. here we are. Thank you for joining us on the Ageless Wonders Podcast. I want to introduce my co-host, Mr. Todd Gimbel. Todd Gimbel, how are you doing? How are you doing today? I am doing very well, very excited
1: that we have a a guest with us today, very anxious to hear what he has to say and all the gems of wisdom he adds to
0: this podcast. Absolutely. We had our special guest, Mr. Anton Smirnoff, joining us today, former tennis professional, real estate mogul extraordinaire, father, does all the stuff, does all the stuff, just a...
2: Astronaut.
0: (laughs) the <laughs> yeah, astronauts, man, uh, him and him and Elon are up there trying to, trying to d- deliver Wi-Fi to the people or something. I don't know. I, I made that up. Yeah. That way. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, thank you Anton for taking the time and, and hanging out with us, man. It's uh, it's a pleasure to have you on with us today. Thanks.
2: Thank you for having me guys. You guys are both amazing and a big part of my life. So, uh, appreciate it.
1: Cool. Well, look, we want to get your story, but I just wanted to first mention a little bit how, how we know you. Uh, uh, I first met Anton the first time I was in Santa Monica looking for a place to live, knowing that I was going to move back here from Singapore. And uh, I was with some other broker type person and we saw a bunch of places and Anton was showing one of them. And as we left, uh, I said to my wife, Honey, I said, that's the guy we want to work with. Screw these other people. so uh, I circled back to Anton. He helped me find a place to rent when we moved here. He helped us find the place to buy, but he's also become a good friend and uh, I know that uh, uh, when you and I coach were started to work out. Uh, I mentioned a couple of times to Anton what I was up to, and then uh, I finally convinced him to to interview you because he was getting to that point where he 's not quite an ageless wonder he 's still a young guy, but he 's an aging guy like everybody else and i sure. and he was almost ready to like have somebody help him with his training regimen and and I think that 's how how he met you.
0: It is, actually. um, And I was just telling you earlier that I I remember that vividly because the first conversation that Anton and I had, and Anton, you probably remember this, I was actually on vacation. I was in Hawaii with the family, and you had texted me. In Hawaii.
2: In Yes. My That's favorite correct. place on earth.
0: That's right. Yep. That's right. I was in Kauai and, uh, and Todd connected us. He sent me the number while I was on vacation. And I remember that we were at our favorite little breakfast spot. And I, was, and I remember texting. Him. I was like, let me call you as soon as I get out of the restaurant and get the family headed towards the beach. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. That's yeah. Exactly yeah, right. yeah. It was, uh, So we have like a a triangle here. We're all connected. But yes, uh, Todd, you connected me to join A. And uh, I've been uh, very happy that you made that connection just from the fitness aspect and just from a friendship aspect. It's been been amazing knowing him and knowing you.
1: Well, look, thank you for the accolades. We'll send you the check on the side. Uh, I appreciate that. uh, Maybe uh, why don't you start off, Anton? You've had a really interesting kind of history. Why don't you just give us a snapshot of, of your life starting back? in Ukraine and bringing you to today.
2: Sure, sure. Yeah, so I grew up in Kiev in Ukraine. I'm Ukrainian. Mom and dad Ukrainian. In 96, when I was, you know, 8, we immigrated to Canada very quickly. Uh, 48 hours actually. Uh, after the collapse of the Soviet, things got really dangerous and uh, my dad was pretty badly threatened. He was doing good healthy business and uh, everybody wanted a peace. So, we had like I don't know, a week to get out, to get to Australia, five days to get to Germany. And Canada was like, well, 48 hours, you can get out. So we were like, the quickest route, let's take it. So we got out, uh, moved to uh, moved to Toronto in 96 and, uh, you know, lived there for quite a while. My younger sister was born in Canada, in Toronto, uh, started playing tennis, trained at the national training facility. You know, my dad was an Olympian. He was in fencing. So he knew sport. They got me into sport. And I picked it up and uh, started playing well as a junior, was a top junior in Canada. My school sucked. I was not a good student. But I was a good tennis player. Spent I lived and breathed tennis. And, uh, you know, I was one of the first kids to get sponsored, uh, you know, when I was like 12 and 13. So I traveled quite a bit. You know, I had this big dream of, uh, you know, going pro making a bunch of money and, you know, playing all the big tournaments. And, you know, I got to experience it a little bit. You know, injuries happened. Um, you know, I was a pretty strong kid, but I spent a lot of time working out. And, you know, it was always a big part of my life. But, you know, some mistakes were made and, uh, you know, injuries happened. And I mm-hmm. was able to, you know, kind of pivot and at least use my tennis, uh, to move to the States and get a scholarship. So, my parents actually moved back with my younger sister to Ukraine, to Kiev, because uh, okay. my dad has a business out there. And I stayed in Canada when I was like 17, uh, 18, 19, finished high school kind of late. And, okay. uh, and then got into my old $400 Chevy Malibu, all the way to California
0: to LA, no kidding.
2: Um, you know, yeah, on a tennis scholarship, came out here and, uh, you know, went through the schooling, was uh, starting to run out of money mm-hmm. and uh, ended up getting a tennis job, coaching at a country club while doing schooling, while trying to get a green card.
0: And wow. a, trying to get a green Won card the, at the same time.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Won the green card lottery, which is, you know,
0: obviously makes things
2: so much easier. Wow, that's
1: and then, great. Um,
2: yeah yeah and then i uh, continued teaching and building my clientele but ultimately i knew that you know teaching tennis it's fun when you're in your 20s maybe in your 30s but once you hit an older age it's tough being out on the court and i i know i knew i wanted to do something bigger so i got my act together got a degree graduated and slowly you know started looking at different industries and i had a lot of clients helping me with investments and and, you know, some clients were in real estate and through a push, you know, from my dad as well, who was like, you should get your license, you should get your license, got my license and, um, you know, was able to convert a lot of my tennis clients that I built up into real estate clients. And when I jumped in into real estate, I jumped all in. It wasn't like, oh, I'm going to do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. It was more like, I'm going to pivot and go into it 100%. I have enough savings for a year, so if I suck and I can't make it, well, then I might have to go do something else. But I'm not going to do half and half. I am going to quit tennis, you know, teaching, because I actually yep. didn't really enjoy it after many years either. Um, and I'm going to pivot and, and get into real estate. And that happened in 2017. So it's been six years, just under six years. And That's it was awesome. the greatest i guess financial and freedom decision I've ever made as stressful as it is um it it was it was an amazing amazing decision well
1: and you, you became a dad along the way too right
2: <laughs> I became a dad as I was studying for my license and getting into real estate luckily, I got into real estate and built a little bit of clientele before the kid was born so my daughter <laughs> she's go. four um so we had her um and um Yeah, I was already kind of in the game of real estate, got in at a good time. So, you know, it didn't set me back uh, very much.
1: So what is you so so awesome journey and anything you just mentioned could be a whole story. I mean, your your Ukrainian background, I know some of the stories about recently with your folks getting out of out of Ukraine. Uh, We can have that on a different time. But how. You know, you were a very high level athlete, kind of like like Jonier was, unlike how I was. Uh, and uh, you you now have kind of burned out on it, which I get if you do one sport forever, no matter how much you love it. It's just it's not what it was when you started. Yep. How then have you managed to approach your fitness when you've got a kid and you've got a real estate is not like a nine to five job? How are you? What are the kind of things you're doing to manage that?
2: It's, it's tough because fitness has always been a big part of my life. And you guys know that, um, tennis is a very demanding sport and uh, it's not like golf where you can just go out and play golf and uh, drink beers. after. Tennis requires, it's a big physical sport. So it's a huge piece of the puzzle and it was always part of my life. So when I got out of tennis, while I was teaching at the club, I was swimming at night. I lived and breathed, you know, work, school and fitness. And when I got out, had a kid, it, it was tough. It was tough to make that, you know, adjustment because I, whenever I didn't work out or have a, you know, like a, like a schedule, I felt like something was missing. So, and every time, you know, I get a good workout and even if it's something simple like a runner, 20 minute row, 5,000 meters, it just changed my day. The way I felt about the rest of the day. And I noticed that morning workouts, they're ideal because they set you up for the rest of the day and your day is just that much better. I've done the nights. I've done the days. I am much better early in the morning. So I've adjusted by shortening my workouts thanks to, you know, coach, uh, you know, what you've offered and through some programs and, you know, through a little bit of experience at this point, even though, you know, I'm 35, but I feel like I've been in in this game for for a while. So my workouts are... An hour, hour, fifteen minutes. I'm able to do a workout in the rec room in my condo that I live in. I can do a workout in the park. You know, or I I look for fitness centers that are close enough to home. You know, um, so it's been uh, it's been great. It's been up and down. You know, some health issues, um, up and down because of kids, other you know life events. But overall, you know, I feel like I'm on on an up right now. Do, you, That's
0: really good. Did you, take me back a little bit. Um, when, cause I know, I mean, obviously I know, uh, you know, the, 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 the injury history and health history uh, as a coach, I'm supposed to know those things, but talk to me a little bit about the, your, your back. Cause I know you're back. Um, and, and, and I say that because um, as, as physical as you are, and one of the things that I, that we bonded over and, and relate to was something that you mentioned about uh, missing it, missing fitness, and and, and missing that um, that that challenge of, of for yourself to stay on top of your health game, even though you are no longer playing sport, uh, just taking care of yourself. Um, when you d- talk to talk to me a little bit about the the injury with your back and that sort of thing, and how that kind of played a role in the long game, if you will, of trying to stay ahead of that, uh, so it didn't it doesn't rear its head later as you get older.
2: Yeah. I mean, again, as a kid, I was, I was, I was strong. I had a European tennis coach who also kind of ran my fitness program, but I was around the right folks. Uh, I've told you before, you know, Carly Francis who coached Ben Johnson, he oversaw a lot of my, you know, a lot of my fitness. Um, Mario Greco was a guy who worked under him. He was my fitness coach. So when I was 13, 14, 15, I was strong. I was fast. Um, You know, but I didn't always listen. So a big part of it is my fault. I, you know, I continued going to the gym, working out, doing, you know, certain things for my body that potentially weren't correct. You know, I'm a taller guy. I'm 6'3". Maybe certain squat exercises weren't what I was supposed to be doing, but I was doing them because I thought it was going to make me stronger and better. Um, Ultimately, it caused my injury. I blew out my L4, L5 disc. Um, I was actually playing a tournament in Israel one it was an itf a junior tournament one you know the first round pretty comfortably and uh was like you know what i need to go work out after this after this round my next match was the next day i was like i'm gonna go work out and literally you know felt like a small pinch i was i don't know why i was doing like squats um in between tournaments not a good idea um next day was uh you know playing one of my matches and um and ended up hitting a serve and just felt a, a tweak in my back and mm. walked over to my chair, sat down and, and really couldn't get up from that chair. Um, so it was, really it was immediate and acute down my leg. It was the first, uh, uh, immediate, it, w- it was really bad. And I had to pull out of the tournament, fly back home. And for the next couple of weeks were very miserable. It was the first time I experienced uh, pain where you have to crawl to the bathroom. And you can't really go properly to the bathroom because it hurts. And uh, it was was like life-changing because, you know, I put school aside. It was all about tennis, you know, about getting stronger and doing this as a living. And it was like eye-opening that, you know, all of a sudden now I couldn't do these things. And and I saw a lot of doctors and a lot of them said, yeah, you'll get better, you'll get better. But some professors said, you know what, this is forever. And you will never recover to 100%. And I thought they were crazy. And I'm 35 now, and uh, they were right. I, I never recovered 200%. And luckily, I realized that, and within, you know, a year, year and a half after my injury, was able to adjust and say, okay, well, time to go back to school, and let's utilize my level, whatever level I could still play at, which was like 75%, and go mm-hmm. to the States and, and, and get a scholarship and play. But yeah, it was a life-changing experience, even though I was around the right people um, you know, um, I was still, I, I pushed myself too hard and I had nobody to kind of constantly watch me, you know, watch over me and, uh, it, it cost me and how sure. I've adjusted now, you know, it's thanks to knowledgeable people around me, such as, you know, yourself planning my workouts around where I still want to get stronger and fitter, but there's certain things that we just know I can't do. So we'll have to work around that, you know, squats is not my thing. So we adjust, we do body weight. There's still sure. plenty we can do. You know there's plenty out there that could be done, but it's important to be uh you know working with somebody who can oversee and constantly look after you and I get the importance I always thought I knew everything, and I've kind of you know in the last couple of years I've realized I don't know everything, so I do need the best of the best when it comes to fitness, whether it's real estate coaching, you have to delegate you have to delegate sure. in order to open up your own time and to not make mistakes again.
1: Yeah. I think that the moral of that story is whether you're still a kid, whether you're 30, whether you're 40, whether you're 50, you, you have to understand what your limitations are. You have to have advice on what you should and shouldn't do. And I totally get what you did. You were, uh, you know, you were like, teflon when you're that age and you think well i can go work out for an hour because i got a tournament tomorrow mm-hmm. and yep. at that point it sounded like you did not have these great coaches like say hey wait a minute no you got a match tomorrow this is the rest time or whatever so right i think it's right. moral to all of our listeners here and, and viewers is no matter where you are you know you have to consult and understand what you're doing and even if it's not a live person, but just going online, doing some research, just going out to a gym and trying to do something and show off, you're going to, you're going to hurt yourself.
2: Don't do it. Don't do it. Perfect example <laughs> is the, uh, the whole, the, the whole pickleball thing. Pickleball's picked up.
0: It's huge oh, now, have right? You seen the numbers? Have the you couch. seen the numbers of injuries on that right now?
2: That's right. People got off the couches thinking, Oh, I can just play pickleball without thinking you have to move. You have to actually get up from the couch and people yeah. are getting injured. It's a whole new industry now. Uh, injuries from pickleball, and that's a perfect injuries example. Injuries from pickleball is, an, is its own yeah.
0: industry right now. That's 100% that's accurate. There right. Was, that no, there that's right. There There was an article I just read a couple months ago, I think Anton, you and I were talking about it, yeah. where there, it, last year alone, there was $400 million worth of medical injuries just from pickleball, from new pickleball. And centers.
2: that's only gonna go up. That's only yeah, gonna right. go up because pickleball is still growing.
0: Right. Wow. And these are people, oh, like you said, who, who are just getting off of the couch and like, oh, this is great. This is like this is like adult ping pong. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you just get off the couch and I can move two feet to the left and two feet to the right. But they don't no, understand. like the,
1: PlayStation. The, but yeah. But, right, having, but having only played it one time, which I want to play more, but we, we I yeah. played once as a tennis player myself, not at your level. I played in high school. Um, it is. Like a, there's still motion, and it's not like the running and the total fitness you need of having like the 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 ability to run around for two hours, but the stop and start and the ankles and the side to side, that is for for people who have, have been sedentary, that's a recipe. That's why there are all these injuries. Mm-hmm. You, know, you take 100%. three steps forward, these guys are twisting their ankles. You're slipping. You're falling. You're going sideways. You're bumping right. into your partner. <laughs> that's, right. that's it.
2: Yeah. When and there's just, a it, racket it, involved, and swinging. It. you gotta be careful
0: <laughs> you gotta be careful but yeah it is pickleball is a, is a very fast twitch game and so you're yeah. you're moving laterally from side to side and which is you know your your quick accelerations forward backwards and moving laterally and if you if, if you your coordination which you haven't used in 5 10 20 years Oh, yeah. all of a sudden, yeah, all of a sudden that balance gets, uh, gets a little out of whack and you're falling on a wrist, you're falling on your shoulder, you're rolling an ankle, ACL tears because you're out of position and, and you, you, you don't have uh, the, the proper core and, and hip strength. Yeah, it's and a recipe for disaster. People just
1: haven't built themselves up. They just, like you said, they go right from the couch. It right. reminded me, okay. pickleball reminded me a little bit, coach, you know, when we, we do that exercise sometimes where you put the lights out and I have to like run around and touch the different oh, yes. lights. Yes.
0: And that's because kind of, it's a I've small. I've done
2: that. I've done that with oh, the blaze too. pods. I call
0: the blaze pods. Yeah. The blaze pods are no joke. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's specifically right. And it's what really it's for. easy
2: to, yeah, to roll your ankles. So it's oh, so gosh. important yeah. just to do a little bit of that just to get that stability. I that. Right. I mean, I've stability. twisted my ankles, you know, growing up as a junior so many times. I used to oh, wear like ankle braces. So I know how important ankle strength is, you know, and in pickleball, you need it and that's something simple, but you need it. You need it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, so let me ask you this, Anton. Um, one thing that I can tell from you and because I know you is you're, you've got that kind of drive to stay in shape and to be physically fit. And coach and I were just talking recently about how long it takes to build a habit. So you've been as a, as kind of a high level athlete, you, you showed up for practice, however long you did it. You kind of got used to being places and having to do stuff like that, and I'm assuming that carried on to just your personal life of, I got to go to the gym three times a week. Uh, First of all, how do you do that? And second of all, what is your advice to people who don't have that habit of how they could build that habit of working fitness into their lives?
2: I Again, I think I have it a little bit easier because a habit is engraved in my head. You know, as a junior, I'm going to swimming sessions at 5.30 a.m. so I could build my shoulders for tennis, doing fitness sessions so I can build my tennis. Um, So I have that habit. Um, So it was kind of easy to get into a habit, whatever that habit is. Um, It's definitely harder if you're, you know, if it wasn't a big part of your life growing up, you know, to all of a sudden get into a habit. That's like, you know, starting to play golf when you're 30. 40. That's not easy. It takes time. Sure. So I think habits they probably take a while to build up. But I I um I still today dedicate a portion of my day to fitness, to something related to fitness. Nowadays it's more even, you know, a day of stretching and rolling out my back, but I still consider that as part of, you know, self-healing and 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 helping my fitness when I am in the gym getting less injured. So Every day you check my calendar, I have everything in my calendar, all my meetings, Sasha, school drop-offs. There's always something fitness-related in my calendar. And, you know, when I put it ahead of time, it helps me, you know, when I get to it, I, I know that I have to do it. So I feel like right. that's been really helpful for me by by setting things up down the road, you know, a week in advance, um, and sometimes even prepaying, knowing that, <laughs> hey, you're locked in. If you miss, well, then <laughs> you shit out of luck, you know. Right. So, right that that's kind of been helpful for me mentally.
0: Makes yeah, no, that's great. Um, talk about that a little bit, is as, because as, I I preach this all the time about your your day, the the success of your day actually starts the night before before you go to bed, and you kind of mentioned that as far as having everything on the calendar. So, kind of walk us through like what your Typical day looks like when you uh, get up in the morning, um, kind of walk us through it. Cause I know you kind of all, every day is a little different for you being um, doing what you do as a real estate agent. But just as a dad, fitting in your exercise and getting the meetings and traveling and all that stuff, take us through like the average day.
2: You know and my days change and i and I try things out and right now i'm on a nice schedule that's working for me, and I've been on it for about four or five months since i've gone back from our trip to europe and they're they're similar in one way where you know whether this is good or bad, you know i don't sleep probably more than six hours a night um, i've I've learned to be okay on five and a half and six hours if i get less than five hours i'm no good but if i could get over five to five and a half to six i'm solid i'm solid and i i, I don't think i could get to eight at this point so mm-hmm. that really helps because i was always a night owl before i met amy so i used to stay up really late and wake up a little bit later um later being like 7 gotcha. um, now you know Uh, I've become where I still want to be a night owl, but I also want to get up early. And I know I want to get up early because I want to start the day the right way. Um, What's been working for me is uh, super early workouts so that there's no time to say no. Um, You Mm -hmm. get up. You know, for me, what's important in the morning is to roll out my back, to stretch my hips a little bit, do some hip circles, drink a gallon of water, and I'm good to go. So my first workout Monday, Wednesday, Friday is 5.45. So my goal is to be home by 7, because my kid needs to be in school by 8.15. And from 7, and again, uh, a lot of this actually comes from Coach, because we've been consulting back and forth about scheduling. And, uh, you know, the goal is to have breakfast, everything ready by the time Sasha wakes up at 7.15, 7.30. By that time, you know, probably not showered. So I take her to school at times for 8.15, and I come back home and shower. My goal is to be in the office by 9.30 because my best hours are before 1 and 2 p.m. Once I pass 1 and 2, I start slacking off. Unless I have scheduled listing presentations, meetings, um, my best time is from morning till about 1 or 2. After that, things dwindle down. So I can even go and go to the driving range, play some golf. That would be probably more beneficial than me sitting in the office. Right. Um, so my morning is super important. And like I said before, if I could get a workout in the morning, it sets my day. I feel just more accomplished. I feel better. Um, 5.45 till 6.45, I have a workout. When I work out with you, coach, we're starting before 9 a.m. So, you know, a little bit later, but that's still very early for a lot of yep. people. So, I, you mm-hmm. know, we do our workouts right, at, right after I take Sasha to school. Um, and then as far as planning goes, I plan things, you know, in, in advance, weeks in advance. Um, my right. scheduling, uh, you know, and again, my schedule changes because of real estate. So a lot of times I have to become available. Um, last night I was going to go for a walk and my kids started feeling sick and she was like, Oh daddy, I think I'm going to puke. And she ran on the carpet. So, really? um, yeah, yeah. So she wasn't feeling well and I had but, to, you know, shampoo the carpet last night.
0: Yeah. And that walked so a, a little more activity. Hey, but you got, you yeah. got down on there and got, <laughs> to, got to scrubbing. So that's that was that's just as right. right. low, that's low right. level activities. I preach it all the time. So, that's Sasha, right. thanks for contributing.
2: That's right. That's right. So, you know, things happen. You uh, adjust. But like I said, I feel like the last four, five months, maybe half a year, I've been really solid. And it's given me that confidence and that uh, positive vibe during
1: well, and that's, that's great. The, I mean, this five 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 thirty in the morning isn't for everyone. I know I couldn't do it, but I, I totally understand the feeling that if you do something to start your day off, that then you, the whole day you're like, I already had this great workout. Anything I do now is like icing on the cake. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and if something comes from the side, like you're something with your daughter or somebody says, Hey, you need to do a showing of this house. You've already got your one workout in. So Right. You, you feel like you got money in the bank, uh, that's
2: right. that's which absolutely. not everyone
1: can do it first thing. But I feel the same way. Like I worked out today at like 930. OK, but that's my money in the bank for today. And it will carry me through, you know, easily. Yeah.
2: I, I've also learned that, you know, and again, this is through you, Coach, a lot. Um, more is not better. Um, you know, when I was younger, I used to do two workouts a day and it really occupies a lot of your time. You know, even if you do two shorter workouts and like you do something more fun, like going for a run outside, I feel like an hour is enough. As long as you dedicate your energy towards that hour properly, whether it's mentally or physically, it's enough. And, you know, if you don't have workouts every day, I think we've talked about this, you know, seven, Mm -hmm. eight hours a week could be enough for a week to really start getting yourself into shape. As long as you do it regularly, as long as it's implemented with a good diet, you know, and, and other things it, it's doable. It's doable. Yeah. So, that's,
0: Einstein, that's, I know you're really, the, oh, go, ahead, coach. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go, go ahead, go ahead. I was just okay. going
1: to say, you know, I know you're not unlike coach and I, we diets important to us, but we also like, we've gone out for a couple of beers now and again and pizza and stuff. But what is your, what's your nutrition strategy? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you uh, now you're gonna put him on the spot. There <laughs> okay. we go. That's where the conversation yeah. gets real so, good.
2: <laughs> honestly, it's,
1: if you don't it's have one, not that's great.
2: Good. Okay with well, that. in the morning, <laughs> I try and focus on drinking a lot of water. I, I'm not great at dieting because I love food. Um, yeah. At lunch, I really try and focus on having a salad, whether it's Mendocino Farms or Sweet Green. I really try and focus on having a salad and not something super heavy that's you know less bread i guess but i love like last night i had bread and butter and I'm just like oh, how can i not have bread and butter amy made cookies and i, and I had cookies you know it's just you, i i don't have that self super discipline of like saying no to things and like when we go out and have beers i'll match you guys i'll have my beers you know like i, I don't say no but i also know that i work out and the reason, one of the reasons I do is to stay in shape and it's so that I could have more cheat days such as these, you know, on a regular basis, we'll say, you know, and it doesn't add up and all of a sudden turn me into, you know, a couch potato. Right. So that's, that's- as far as my regimen, I would say in the morning I drink lots of water and at lunch I always try and have a lunch, uh, a salad. That's yeah. not
1: a bad, I mean, that's a. No, and, not at all. you you'll you'll as you get to be more like our age you'll have to think a little bit more about it cuz unfortunately it doesn't yeah. fall if the stuff that you put on doesn't fall off as fast. <laughs> well,
0: I'm right sure. behind you guys.
2: I'm right yeah.
1: behind you guys.
0: Yeah, you it, know, it starts, not much it starts waiting to stick anymore. a little, yeah. little bit longer the older you get, but <laughs> you got a, but, little, you uh, get a little time. <laughs> yeah. But no, that uh, that to to your point is is it doesn't have to be an all or nothing type of thing and um you know, we talk a lot about the that 80/20 principle, right? Where if you can stay in that in that eighty percent of doing what you're supposed to do when it comes to what you're eating, um, it, whatever your 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 nutrition choice is, and you, you know me, I'm I'm not really a, a a stickler on diet type and diet culture, but whatever you can stick to that is going to help you operate optimally. Like you choose to have the salads in the middle in in, in at lunchtime and drink your gallon of water. Those are requisites that make you feel good. And, but so it's okay. Every now and then have the beer, have the wine, have a cookie. Um, but all or your ten. other meals or, or 10, as long as they're not in a <laughs> sitting, you know, one, 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 one and a half a day.
2: <laughs> but, um,
0: but no, there's a, there's some truth to that is it, it, being, being able to be flexible without being super stringent because when you are super strict, usually that's when you fall off really, really bad. So like, like one cheat always leads to another. Um. So yeah, yeah keeping it flexible—it's yeah. like
1: falling off the wagon, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. definitely promotes more the long term.
2: How you coach? Yeah, because you did the what is it? The hard, hard seventy-five 70. hard.
0: Yeah, seventy-five hard at the beginning. I don't of the year. know yeah.
2: how you did it, man. That yeah. is a commitment and a half. Honestly, like I remember, we tried it where I started it. I, yeah. I was like four days in, and and I failed. You know, I yeah, wasn't even close. Even it close. is.
1: I did the uh, I did the did it, but it was still so hard.
0: Yeah. yeah. People, yeah. a lot of people think that that's, that 75 day, the 75 day. Cause I've, I've, as you guys know, I've, I've, I've kind of taken the principles of 75 hard. And now that we're talking about it, I, I, I should definitely mention it because it's not my program. Um, but 75 hard for, for those that aren't familiar was started by a gentleman named Andy Frisella, who's the, uh, CEO of first form, uh, sports nutrition supplement company. And, um, he had a challenge for himself and a men, uh, I think it's an entrepreneurial group that he that he leads, that he had a, a deadline that he had to, that he set for himself to get to like a certain body percentage and get his weight down, right? And uh, so he worked with his team at the company and they drew up this program, but he wanted it to be more so of a mental discipline and lifestyle plan. So when people hear, hear about it, they're like, oh, that's just super hardcore fitness, yada, yada, yada," and it's not. It's more so of a mental lifestyle, life-changing habit-based program. And it's, it's, it, it takes discipline to complete these five tasks. These are just like five tasks that you have to do every day. One is drinking the gallon of water. Anton, you've already mentioned now you're doing that pretty much on a regular basis. So you have to drink a gallon of water every day. You have to exercise twice a day. Both of them have to be 45 minutes long. So you're talking about an hour and a half out of 24. Um, one of them has to be outside, no matter the weather, unless it's you know a hurricane or a tornado warning or something like that. Um, And that's just so you, because us humans, we, we, we're inside most of the time. We don't get out into nature and get vitamin D and just deal with elements and deal with hard things like being in rain, like exercising in rain or exercising in cold weather. We try to avoid that stuff and go to a gym, right? So think about the mental capacity that you'll have after 75 days of that. Some days are gonna be sunny, some days are gonna be super cold, some days are gonna be windy, but you've seen all those things and how they will relate to your daily life is it makes the challenges that you see every day easier. You've dealt, you've done hard physical things and had to deal with that mentally. So you break a glass in the kitchen, it's like, whatever. You know what I mean? So basically teaches you how to uh, develop um, uh, intestinal fortitude and and your, your mental capacity to deal with hard stuff. Uh, and then you have to follow a nutrition plan. So you, so there's no cheat meal. So we, we were talking about having our beer and our cookies and all that stuff. So for 75 days, no sugar, no alcohol, no cheat meals. I thought you could pick your nutrition bite. thing though. I thought you, you can, can pick, pick your nutrition, but or it has to be something pick, that's like going to be. pizza every day. <laughs> no, bro. No, 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 that is not, that's, my that's plan. Not the plan. So keto, paleo, carnivore, a whole, whole 30, whatever you want to call it. Um, it has to be something that's going to move the needle towards your health and wellness goals. And then you have to stick to that for the 75 days, it's not one sheet. And then you have to take a picture every single day for 75 days so that you can actually see yourself physically change throughout the journey. Now the first three, four weeks, Nothing looks like it's changing. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, yeah. that, that top ab is starting to show up here a little bit. Uh-huh, the the uh-huh, biceps uh-huh. and the shoulders are popping here a little bit. None of us and have then, made it that far
1: except you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's,
0: right, then, that's right. And then the last piece is also going back to, to your, your, your mental capacity is you have to read 10 pages of some sort of self-help, self-help, self-help entrepreneurial, um, nonfiction book, Related to either your business or something that you're interested in learning. Um, and you have to read 10 pages every single day. And if you miss any one of those on any day, you have to start all over. You're done. Yeah. Not yeah. Yeah. so a hard. It's hard. Not yeah. hard. I, look, I failed it. I failed it four times before I actually completed it. So, I, I, I mean, it was one of those things like, you know what? I'm going to yeah. do this. I'm going to do And I needed to Not do it. Not a
2: lot of people can... Can, can complete that, uh, complete that. So, congrats on sure. that.
1: that. That's huge. No, it's a, it's yeah. amazing. Cause... I thought
2: I, I, I thought I have discipline. And four days in, failed, tried again. Three days in. I mean, to do seventy five days. That that's that takes all. Well, yeah. and it was hard because I had a
0: couple of injuries during during that too. Like one one time, um, one time I had to stop because I injured my back. You know, I, I deal with a very mm-hmm. similar lower back issue as you do. Um, another one was just a mental health day. Just had a, a really shitty day and just could not get the second workout in. Um, another one, I failed on the water. And I was literally sitting on the couch at like 1.30 a.m. And I was just like, I cannot drink any more water. I had too much coffee earlier in the day. And it's just the bladder was just like, no, nah, bro, there's nothing left. <laughs>
1: there's, there's no room.
0: And you got to go to sleep. You got to be up in three hours. So I failed on the water. So, so yeah, and I've gotten, I kind of, when I actually completed the 75 days, um, that last time it was the water that was the hardest for me. There's, there are so many kinds of, I'm, I'm e- either client facing or in meetings and stuff. And so if I go, you know, a few hour block where I can't get to my water, it'll throw the entire day off. So yeah. I'm starting to, to chug in between the these little windows.
2: And I also remember what you mentioned. It's important to start your day early and get a, an early start to your water to your workouts so that well, by exactly. the time it's like 9 a.m., you're like, man, I drank half my water. Yep. I've already done one of my workouts. I'm almost there. You yeah. know, If you wake up at 9 and have your cup of coffee and start the day at 10, forget it. Oh, you're, you're probably going to fail, Over. right? <laughs> I remember yep, you no. told me that and it totally made sense.
0: Mm-hmm. So I would yep. had have, have a goal to be at least at the half a gallon by two o'clock every day. I'd be yeah, a half a gallon in by two o'clock because now I've got at least six to seven based on when I go to bed um, to, to finish the other half. <laughs> yeah. And That's it was crazy. just like, literally well, I was uh, breaking them down into that, in the, into that kind uh, of, that type of goal.
1: So I know we could talk all day and this is awesome. Uh, I want to ask as a kind of final question here, Anton, tell us what is the exercise or workout thing that you like the most? And what is the one that you dread, uh, having to do, but yet you will still do it. if forced. <laughs> <it works. laughs>
0: Oh God! Should, it, I, should I leave the room on this one? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I
1: mean,
2: <laughs> well, I could start off with something I don't do enough of. Uh, I don't do enough of, which is which always worked on my body, but it's just like mentally, it's so tough. Is uh, swimming? Hmm. Uh, going out to a pool and swimming, where you put no stress on the body. But the hard part is getting into that friggin' pool at 5.30 a.m. When it's still dark outside and the water's cold. I used to be able to do it. I've uh, let myself down. I'm not. I haven't been doing much of that. So that's one thing I miss because, man, you get out of that pool, you feel so good. Your shoulders, you just feel proper. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's been hard for me to get in the pool. No contact type of uh, workout. Great workout. Just doing a bunch of freestyle laps. Uh, Definitely miss that. I have yeah, it in my reminders rain. to do. <laughs> I haven't done it in months, um, but I will get back into it. My go to short workout, if I literally am like, you know, squeezing time and then I have 30 minutes, is my rower. I mm. love my rower. I keep track of all my times during COVID. Before COVID, I used to row LA Fitness, all the clubs. When COVID hit, I bought a rowing machine, a concept two, and it's been a life changer. Um you do five thousand meters, uh, goals to hit it under twenty minutes, you keep track of your times, um, and it's it's amazing. It's a full body workout. Legs, your heart's beating, you're pulling, so you're working your back. Um, once I finish my rower for twenty minutes, I collapse. Um <laughs> you know, I I push hard. Um, sometimes I'll do intervals, but my main thing is the under 20 minutes, 5,000 meters. Usually, I hit a time somewhere in the 19 and a half. My best time is 18 minutes, like 45 seconds or something. Awesome. hard to get back in the 18s, I'll tell you that. It's been almost impossible, but yeah, the rower for me is my go to workout. I absolutely love it. That's um, cool. I'm also a guy who likes to do push ups and pull ups. I've realized the uh, the benefit of body weight. And again, it's probably because of my past and my injuries. I realize how important those exercises are and how beneficial they are. All my workouts, there's no such thing as going to the gym and, uh, and doing, um, you know, focusing on chest or back. We don't do that anymore. Everything is mm-hmm. kind of cross-training, working upper body, lower body, a little bit of cardio. When I go to John Reed and do a workout with a buddy of mine, you know, we'll do a 500-meter row, Quickly, eight pull-ups, push-ups, air squats. Um, so everything is always mixing your body, you know, um, kind of high, high, high volume, but less weight potentially. I feel like it gets the heart going. So mm-hmm. that's been my go-to, um, and it's it's really worked awesome. for me, and and I'm happy with those kind of workouts. That's
1: great. That's cool. Well, and also, you know, one thing that you have that many of us don't is you have that competitive spirit that you compete against yourself, you know, even at now. like Yeah. You know, like, yeah. like so a lot of people don't have that, okay, I am going to get, you know, I want to do 5,000 meters and under this. They'd just be happy just to do 5,000 meters, you know, in an hour and be done. Yeah, right. But that's fine. Nothing, nothing that's wrong true. with you that. Gotta yeah. You got to find your
2: fire and you've got that. Yeah, again, that's me fire. motivating myself to actually get out there to beat a time. And again, it's me being a little crazy because this has been a part of my life forever, but it doesn't mean that if you do 5,000 meters in 40 minutes, Hey, you did something for 40 minutes, you know, you rode. That's, that's nothing wrong with that.
0: Everything going. Absolutely. That's great. Now I still got to answer. What's your least favorite?
2: My least favorite exercise.
1: When coach tells you we're gonna do this next, which is the one you say, Oh god, I wish we didn't have to do this.
2: <laughs> Sorry, Todd. I don't say no to anything. I'm uh, <laughs> I don't either. I I think I'm always <laughs> like, Yes. Yes. I, I love our boxing days. Oh, oh that's you the know best. your workouts right, are so we'll much. Fun. Oh, you're, you're okay, a freak. I have one. I have one. What's the exercise where uh, one foot is on the bench? Is that uh, a Romanian, I know This is common. Uh,
0: the, 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 the the Bulgarian split squats. Rear foot oh, elevated split man. squats. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, those no I
2: love it. So <laughs> yeah. I love it, but I freaking hate those exercises, especially when you put a dumbbell in my ha- in my hand and then you tell me that <laughs> the dumbbells kind of light so you got to do 20 reps. <laughs> and my leg is on fire. Those oh, yeah. are the worst, but they are also the most beneficial and I know oh, that, yeah. you
0: know. Yeah. Yeah, so
2: that's, that's, that's a good, good. One. Yeah. I, I definitely hate that.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 I've got a pretty good feeling that won't be the last time that we hear that exercise come up, for sure.
1: (laughs) Look, it's been, thank you so much for spending time with us. This has been great. This is awesome. Thanks for being the guinea pig uh, as a guest for us. And uh, we, this is great. Thank you. We're sure we'll have you back again.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you again. Yeah. Appreciate you, Anton. Thank you so much for joining us today. Appreciate it. Very, very glad to have you. Thanks for having you
1: guys.
2: Really enjoyed
0: that. Thank you. All right. Cheers.